0: ECDC On Air, the podcast of the European Centre for Disease Prevention and Control. Keeping up
1: to date with European epidemiology. Hello and welcome to this podcast. My name is Catherine and I am your host for today's episode of ECDC On Air. This is a podcast of the European Centre for Disease Prevention and Control, which is recorded from our headquarters in Stockholm, Sweden. This year, as every year, on 5th of May, we commemorate Hand Hygiene Day to raise awareness of the importance of hand hygiene and to reduce the number of infections in healthcare facilities. To understand what is at stake in this campaign, we invited Diamantis Plashouras, an expert on healthcare-associated infections at the European Centre for Disease Prevention and Control. Hello, Diamantis. Good morning. It's a pleasure to have you with us today.
0: Hello, Katrin. Thank you for inviting me to this podcast.
1: Could you first uh, tell us more about yourself, what you do at ECDC, and what led you to work on healthcare infections?
0: Yes, so uh, I work here at ECDC in the Healthcare Associated Infections Group, and I'm a clinical infectious diseases uh, specialist. And before coming to ECDC, I uh, worked several years in hospitals, where uh, I realized that healthcare associated infections are one of the most important risks to the safety of the patients, and moreover, that a majority of such infections are preventable. So I came to CDC to be able to contribute more to a joint European effort to reduce this risk and improve patient care.
1: To begin with, could you tell us what healthcare associated infections are? And to simplify the discussion, maybe we can call them hospital infections or healthcare
0: infections? Certainly. So, uh, hospital infections are infections acquired during healthcare, Uh, that is, when a patient is uh, hospitalized for a medical problem or surgery, and during uh, the time they are in the hospital, they get an infection, often from another patient or through the hands of the staff or from the hospital environment. Hospital infections often complicate advanced care in a highly complex hospital environment and can have serious consequences, such as prolonged hospitalization, additional disabilities and even death. They are a serious threat to patient safety and a threat to advanced medical care, such as surgery, intensive care, transplantation, or cancer chemotherapy. In addition to the often devastating impact on the individual patients, nosocomial infections have a huge impact on the healthcare system, with higher costs for treatment and higher use of services, and in some cases, even disruption of healthcare. I mean, it is not unheard of that a hospital ward or intensive care unit needs to close to stop an outbreak of uh, hospital infections.
1: What type of healthcare settings are you referring
0: to? Well, mostly we refer to infections acquired when someone is hospitalized in an acute care hospital, but also uh, to residents in long-term care facilities, including homes for the elderly. In the broader sense, even healthcare procedures and other types of healthcare performed out of a hospital setting can lead to infectious complications. This is why, in general, we prefer to use the term healthcare-associated infections to encompass all these diverse settings.
1: Yes, because it goes from nursing homes where you give birth, everywhere where you get care. Exactly. What are the most common healthcare infections?
0: Well, the the four most common uh, hospital infections that account for almost 7 out of 10 nosocomial infections are pneumonia, that is infection of the lung, And this can be by bacteria, but also by viruses, such as influenza and, of course, COVID. The second most common is uh, urine infections. And uh, after that, we have infections after surgery. And these threaten the outcome of the surgery and can be devastating. And finally, blood infections. And these are the most deadly ones. One of the most feared complications of these infections is sepsis. And that is when infection starts affecting other organs than the ones where the infection started, that, it, for example, sepsis from pneumonia can lead to renal failure or a life-threatening shock.
1: healthcare settings should not be the place to get infections. So how do you get them?
0: Exactly. So one gets infected often directly from another patient, but even sometimes from members of the staff. For example, if someone is in the same room with a patient with COVID-19, or if the healthcare worker taking care of someone has COVID-19, then they can get this uh, infection. But often it happens indirectly. For example, by transmission of microorganisms from another patient through the hands of the staff, if hand hygiene is not applied, or from contaminated hospital environment and equipment. Thermometers or endoscopes, but even bed mattresses, to name only a few examples, have been implicated in transmission of, uh, of infections in hospitals. This is often an indication of inappropriate cleaning and disinfection or uh, that patients with infection are not appropriately isolated. And another factor of course that predisposes to infections is that modern advanced care is very complex and requires treatments that impair the patient immunity and this makes the patients more vulnerable to infections.
1: And can you also uh, get them from a surface?
0: Exactly as uh,
1: like a table or a chair or door handle.
0: Yes, frequently touched surfaces are a common uh, surface that uh, is often contaminated by microorganisms. And that's why it's very important to clean them uh, very carefully.
1: You may find that you have an infection several weeks after your stay in hospital. How can you be sure it is a hospital-acquired infection? How can you link the infection to the place where you got it?
0: Most of these hospital infections occur while the patient is in the hospital. But many can also appear after the patient is discharged from the hospital, and even, as you said, many weeks or even months, especially when they are related to, for example, an operation or their hip replacement, for example, these usually, they appear after many months and in some cases, even after years. Of course, in many of these cases, we cannot be sure that this was acquired during the operation, But we know, for example, depending on the specific microorganisms that we find, that some of them are linked to the the operation or to another intervention.
1: When you say after years, how can
0: you trace the link? We know that some microorganisms have been linked to uh, specific operations. Recently, uh, there was an outbreak linked to uh, contaminated devices in the operating room And this was from a very uncommon uh, bacterium, which is called Mycobacterium chimera. And it caused endocarditis, which is infection of the heart, in uh, patients who had been operated and was linked directly to these devices.
1: Could they be avoided? Or what should be done to eliminate those infections?
0: We estimate that uh, one in two nosocomial infections is preventable. There are several preventive measures that uh, we know can effectively reduce the risk of getting a hospital infection. And we know since the 1980s that the most effective approach is the establishment of an infection control program in the healthcare facility. And this program is a comprehensive set of activities coordinated by trained staff. And these activities uh, include, for example, surveillance, that is, monitoring of hospital infections, measures for the prevention of infections, and also measures for the control of outbreaks, monitoring of the practices of the staff, and also training. One of the most important measures is hand hygiene, but there is a whole hierarchy of control measures that addresses diverse areas such as patient isolation, use of personal protective equipment, appropriate use of antibiotics, and of course clean environment and occupational safety. Preventing healthcare-associated infections is a key element of patient safety and high-quality care.
1: So it's basically, to summarize, it's training Hand hygiene, monitoring carefully the infections and monitoring the usage, also the way the healthcare professional handles patients.
0: Exactly. It takes a coordinated approach of multiple measures.
1: How many chances one has to get an infection when being hospitalized or staying in healthcare settings?
0: Well, we estimated that in Europe, 1 out of 15 hospitalized patients suffers from a hospital infection. The chances, of course, for each patient depend also on several other factors, such as the severity of the condition for which the patient is in the hospital, and uh, especially when being subjected to invasive procedures such as surgery or uh, mechanical ventilation. For example, patients in intensive care units and patients with impaired immunity have a much higher risk of infection.
1: Yes, because also one of the the reasons why we get an infection in the hospital is that you are weak or your immune system is weak. That's right. Has COVID-19 had an impact on the numbers of healthcare infection cases?
0: Definitely. From the data we have and from data published by other organizations and researchers, it seems that healthcare-associated infections increased during the pandemic. And there are a number of reasons for this, such as uh, the increased workload and staff shortages, but also large numbers of severely ill patients with COVID who were predisposed to additional infections.
1: Are there a lot of difference between uh, healthcare settings?
0: Yeah, as I said, uh, hospital infections can affect people in any healthcare setting. So, uh, of course, in acute care hospitals they are more common, but they are also very common in long-term care facilities, and these include, for example, rehabilitation centers or uh, elderly homes. We measure hospital infections even in these uh, places and uh, we know that they are uh, very common and uh, that's why it's very important to make sure that we prevent these infections in all healthcare settings.
1: What are the main challenges you face?
0: Well, one major challenge is antimicrobial resistance, particularly in countries with high levels of uh, antimicrobial resistance. Hospital infections are often caused by resistant organisms and this makes their treatment more difficult and the likelihood of complications and death even higher. Hospitals are also the settings uh, where resistance often emerges due to the high rate of uh, antibiotic use. In Europe, one in three hospitalized patients receives antibiotics, and this rate can be over 50% in uh, critically ill patients. There are also new infections identified or spreading in healthcare settings. In the recent years, we have seen, for example, Candida auris, which is a new fungus identified in 2009 but uh, that was shown to cause uh, hospital infections in 2011 and outbreaks in hospitals in 2016. Since then, it has spread in some European countries and it is difficult to treat because it is resistant to first-line antifungal drugs.
1: Would you say that, in general, the situation has improved over the years in all the healthcare settings in Europe?
0: There have been large efforts to improve, first of all, awareness of hospital infections and also improve infection control and antimicrobial use. And we see a lot of variability across Europe, but we can say that in general, we have been seeing that there is at least a stabilization and uh, in many places improvements. And these improvements have been linked to coordinated efforts to decrease hospital infections.
1: Yeah, and this is also one of the tasks of ECDC, of measuring and following the progress in Europe on this topic.
0: Exactly. Monitoring uh, hospital infections uh, in Europe and providing these data so that the countries can identify the problems and identify also targets for improvement.
1: So let's go back to Hygiene Day. It's celebrated every year on 5th of May. Could you tell us more about this worldwide campaign?
0: Yes, as we said, hand hygiene is one of the most important measures for the prevention of hospital infections. So the Hand Hygiene Day is part of a global effort led by the World Health Organization that aims to promote hand hygiene by encouraging people around the world to increase adherence to hand hygiene in healthcare facilities. In this way, protecting both the patients and the healthcare workers from infections. So hand hygiene is one of the main components of good infection control practices which furthermore, along with the prudent use of antibiotics, contributes to tackling the growing threat of antibiotic resistance.
1: What is ECDC's contribution to this campaign?
0: ECDC collaborates with the World Health Organization and supports the campaign promoting hand hygiene as the most important measure to prevent the transmission of uh, microorganisms in all healthcare settings. ECDC takes the opportunity of the Hand Hygiene Day to promote activities and increase awareness for hand hygiene and hospital infections, through publication, for example, of relevant data, and communication materials and tools such as videos, posters, and infographics.
1: I see that the motto of the campaign is Accelerate Action Together, Save Lives, Clean Your Hands. How can we, as a European citizen, contribute to this campaign?
0: Well, uh, this campaign focuses mostly on healthcare workers, but also on hand hygiene as everyday practice in the community. In addition, improved awareness of the importance of hand hygiene in healthcare settings is beneficial for everyone. The role of each one of us is central in this effort. Whenever we use healthcare services, we should not hesitate to kindly remind healthcare workers to apply hand hygiene.
1: What is ECDC doing in this area? Uh, how this contributes to the elimination of these infections? We, we mentioned that a little bit earlier, but I would like you to elaborate a bit on this
0: issue. ECDC runs a European point prevalence survey of hospital infections every five years. Almost all countries participate in this survey, and this means that they can compare the results with other countries and identify targets for improvement. These surveys give us a picture of the number of patients affected by hospital infections on one day and the types of uh, hospital infections, and allow us to estimate the number of uh, these infections in uh, one year. We're currently running the third European point prevalence survey in acute care hospitals, the results of which will be published in 2024. And we are starting also one in long-term care facilities. In the latest completed survey of uh, 2016 and 2017, I will give you this example, we estimated that 98,000 hospitalized patients on any given day and a total of almost more than 4 million over a year get a hospital infection. In addition to this, infections in elderly homes and other long-term care facilities account for an additional 4 million infections. So the results of this survey are further used to estimate the number of deaths and disability due to uh, hospital infections in terms of what is called life years lost. Such estimates have shown that uh, hospital infections are responsible for more years of life lost than other infections that we monitor in Europe and that the 3 out of 4 years of life lost because of antimicrobial resistance are due to hospital infections. ECDC is also monitoring infections after surgery, infections acquired in intensive care units, and infections by Clostridium difficile, a bug that causes life-threatening diarrhea in hospitalized patients. These data allow the countries to make comparisons and identify targets for improvement through better prevention efforts.
1: As a European citizen, how do I benefit from this work? Does it have an impact on my life?
0: It certainly does. Uh, ECDC's activities on monitoring nosocomial infections, providing data for countries to compare with other countries, and identified targets for improvement, increasing awareness of nosocomial infections and supporting countries in the development of guidance for the prevention of hospital infections, contribute to safer care for every citizen.: The figures
1: you mentioned at the end are impressive, because when you think about infections, you think about infections that you get in the life. You don't think necessarily about infections that you get in healthcare settings.
0: Exactly. The last thing one uh, thinks of when uh, one gets in the hospital is that they may get sicker because of an infection they get there. So this is something that we definitely need to prevent.
1: And something that uh, it implies also is that when we spend time in the hospital, we should be very careful and aware of that and take the appropriate measures.
0: Exactly. And of course, the, the role of the healthcare workers in this is central.
1: This podcast is coming to its end. Thank you very much, Diamantis, for this interesting conversation. We hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast about healthcare infections. If you would like to know more, please visit our website, ecdc.europa.eu, or follow us for the latest news on social media.